God is love. He is love himself. God is just. God is righteous. God is holy. God is merciful. These are the qualities of God. If you look at the fruit of the Spirit, that is God. And we also should know that God never does anything without a reason. And He does it in front of all of heaven and all of hell. Every single person for their action. They don't get any kind of punishment without God actually trying them before the enemy and before heaven. That's how it works. So when a person deliberately goes against God Almighty by partnering with Satan, Satan takes ownership to them, their bodies, their spirits, their souls, their minds. When a person becomes a traitor of heaven and joins the enemy of God, which is Satan, Satan takes ownership of that person's body, his spirit, his mind, his everything. And that person becomes a live, active, full agent of Satan, where Satan begins to manifest through that person. This goes for every single one. Whether it's Hitler or whether it's a guy down the block or a woman who is at the grocery store. When they are dominated by Satan, the nature of Satan, which is called the works of the flesh, will show through that person. Satan's expressions will be seen through human beings. That's the truth. Just like, just like how a true child of God or a true servant of God is God's representation on earth that they carry God's love, God's compassion and God's smile and, and God's expression. You can actually see Jesus in the lives of those who are actually walking with Jesus. When you see them, when you communicate with them, when you live with them, that's the truth. You can actually see Satan in the lives of those who actually have given themselves over to Satan. And those who say that I belong to Christ, but are traitors and have joined Satan's force will act like Satan, talk like Satan with a cloak of um, righteousness. It's an empty shell, deceptive shell, but on the inside you have Lucifer reigning. So when you look at these things, when a person who truly gets saved and and he wants to follow Jesus or she wants to follow Jesus. And then Satan comes and he says, I will give you this, I'll give you that. And, and they sell the very Lord who, who shed his blood for them. They sell Jesus for getting more money. They sell Jesus for uh, getting some bonus, they sell Jesus for getting uh, a higher paying job or they sell Jesus for whatever, socialization. 
or they sell Jesus for um, their own personal benefit. All of these come under me, myself, and I, where they say, I want to please my family because I want to look good in front of them. What happens is they go under the domination of Satan. Satan is never the friend of any human being. Because all human beings are created in the image of God. So he hates them. The human being who departs from the living God and goes under the covering of Satan will be destroyed by Satan without the person even knowing it. That's the worst part. That's what delusion is. They think that they're doing good. They think that they are, they are doing okay, even though they know in their hearts that this is not what they should be doing, but they still justify it and they still say that, you know, still, I'm not doing A, B, and C, even though I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And they justify their actions. Whose court are they in? They're on the side of the enemy. And they claim to be on the side of God, but they're on the side of the enemy. And so what will happen is when a person actively begins to destroy the temple of God, which is their body, they actively destroy the temple of God, which is the body of Jesus Christ. As um, If one member is infected, the rest of the members will get infected. So it is important. That's why the Spirit of God comes day after day, week after week, to do a work of purging, to cleanse, so that the infected part will be made whole. God's work is to redeem, to rescue, to bring back to restore and he will do in many different ways to restore a person to sanity when they leave the ways of God and they go into darkness when a person departs from God they don't have the covering of God we have to understand that Job had the covering of God because Job walked with God If we are not with God, we won't have the covering of God. Satan will try to make us feel good and even make us feel religious, but Satan is a liar, deceiver, and a destroyer. So he cannot give anything good. So when a person fully yields themselves over to Satan by degrees, the deception will become worse and worse to the point that a person will believe Lies to be the truth and truth to be the lie, and they'll be satisfied and content in a state of death. Now, during this period, God will actually send prophets. He will send His word. He will, He will do whatever it takes to rescue a person. Now, that rescuing work of God cannot be taken for granted. We can't say, "Oh, God is very merciful," and so. I have a lot of chances, so I'll use probably 99 out of 100, and then the 100th time, I will come to God. Now, the 99 times that you are away from God, know that Satan will do his maximum to disfigure who you are in Christ, because you're not in him. When you rebel and move away from him, you move away from the covering of God. Without you even knowing, he will disfigure you, just like how a cancer can be in the body. Nobody knows. They'll be thinking, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Until one day, 
the pain begins and they think, oh, it's nothing. They keep taking Tylenol, Motrin, Motrin, Advil, whatever. And then it comes to a point where nothing works. Then they end up going to the doctor. Then they find out that they have the final stage of cancer. Many Christians are like that. That's why it's very important. God's word says, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. If you look at the people of Israel, God came to them many times because many, many times they sided with Satan and they went against Moses, the servant of God, who was on God's side. Do you look at Anand Carmel? The prophet of God, Elijah, was there. And the people of Israel were called Israelites, but they were actually Baal worshippers, many of them. And they did not stand with God when Elijah said, who's on the Lord's side and who's going to worship God? If God be God, you worship God. If Baal be God, worship They just kept quiet. Many Christians are like that. They call themselves Christians, but they have sold themselves to Satan. And they follow Satan's agenda for the day. They'll watch what they shouldn't watch. They'll hear what they shouldn't hear. They'll talk what they shouldn't talk. They'll talk with people that they shouldn't talk with. They will eat what they shouldn't eat, drink what they shouldn't drink, do everything that defiles the temple of God. And then they expect God to be their covering and God to be their blessing. You can't. Once you move out of the protection of God, you need to come under the protection of God in order for God to bless you. Also, we have to know that if you join with the enemy and become an enemy of God, at that point, God will become your enemy. So there are two things there. One is, Satan will destroy you. He will say, I'll give you the world. I'll take your soul and your body. Satan will never say, okay, I'll give you the world. And, um, you know, you can have a good time on the face of the earth. And then when you die, you're going to go to hell. That is very bad. But Satan is not going to keep anyone happy before they die. He will trick them in the beginning and he'll take them into delusion. They'll get to a state where they won't even know. He'll weigh on them burdens that they cannot bear because he is the enemy of every human being as they're made in the image of God. And so it'll be foolishness for any human being to go out of the protection of God and go into Satan's territory looking for refuge or looking for prosperity there. Because when you go into Satan's territory, you become his slave. He will put you to work, and he'll make you work against God and his kingdom. At that point, you become an enemy of God, and that's not going to work. When you begin to work against God by joining with Satan and behaving like Satan, that Satan's expressions are coming through your face, through your actions, through your mouth, through your words, through your interactions, you are actually doing damage to the kingdom of God. We have to understand that. At that point, what will happen is 
Satan will afflict you. You will also make yourself an enemy of God. God will become your enemy. But God, out of his mercy, because he's very merciful, he will send messengers to get you to your senses, to say that, look, you're on the wrong side. You're going to be destroyed. The enemy is going to kill you. You're on the wrong side. There are some people who will listen. Most won't. And then God, out of his mercy, because he does not want anyone to perish, he'll start taking things away from you. All of a sudden, you lose your job. All of a sudden, you lose your house. All of a sudden, you'll get some sickness. All of a sudden, some problem will happen to the family. One by one, the chastening of the Lord will begin. The Bible says, all those whom God loves, God will chasten. And that is the mercy of God. Where things will begin to go wrong. There are some people who will wake up at that point, And there are others who will still be stubborn and will continue. That is why hell is full of, hell is filled with people who followed the ways of Satan. And if you look at hell, you'll see a large portion of those who call themselves Christians. Those who listen to Christian music, those who went to church, will be there. Because they had an outward shell of godliness, but inside they were slaves of Satan. And they were doing Satan's will. One thing we need to know, the only thing that will matter at the end of the day is, did you do the will of God? We do the will of God, we live, because God's will is life for us. He wants us to live. So his plan and his pattern that he has designed for every human being is to make them live, prosper, be joyful, to bring back the fallen man to the state that God created through the redemptive, redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Which means, the man or a woman, when a man or a woman sins, and it happens as a child, they have the path that is drawn out for them by Satan, which is the path of destruction. But then Jesus comes and he reveals himself to them so that that person repents. They say, Lord, I can't believe I did these things. I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this ever again. Help me, Jesus. And they make the steps, the necessary steps to turn away from where they are and turn towards where they should turn towards. That means if you know you're going towards the ditch and you're going to fall off, you're going to make a U-turn. You're going to make a right turn. Whatever turn you need to make, you need to, Make that turn to avoid that ditch and get back on the road where you won't fall and kill yourself. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So God has made that way for every human being so that they can live. When we choose death, God still out of his mercy, he comes and says, wake up, this is what is going to happen if you choose death. And Bible is 
the Bible has people, uh, their lives documented. Uh, those who chose life and stayed on the path to life and inherited life on earth and into eternity. Then you have people who chose death but then chose life and and then they chose death. No matter how many times God spoke, they still continued to choose death and they laughed and scorned at the messengers of God and even persecuted them. And those are the ones who inherited death because that's what they chose. So at that point, two things happen. One is Satan will destroy them in this world and in hell. Also, he will torment them. And in this world, when God gives up a person over to, okay, this is your desire, go. Let the enemy destroy you and he'll hand that person over to Satan. When God hands a person over to Satan because the person said, I will serve Satan. Then what will happen is at that point, Satan gets a full right, full access to abuse that person. And at that point, the grace of God will be removed because the person clearly told God, I will not return. And Satan will destroy them and then he will take them to hell. And before they go there, God's verdict will already be given and their life will be played out before the person. Satan will stand right next to the person with all the entire life records in, in his hands and he will say, this is why you're coming with me. And the angel of God will also have the entire life record of a person and he'll stand next to that person and say, this is why you're going with Satan. This is why you're not entering into heaven. This is the truth. I'm just saying it in a shorter version or a format due to lack of time and because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when you look at the Old Testament and the scriptures and, and certain verses that Pastor Pradeep mentioned here about judgments and all these things, you you see it. Those are the places where God gives the people over to the desires. That means they this is what they sowed and that's what they reap. These are people who went and killed children, ripped open the pregnant women. These are the people who brutally murdered many people. And so they basically were reaping what they sowed. Even to the people of Nineveh, God sent Jonah the prophet there. So the mercy of God is is so great and those who reject that, they have chosen the path of destruction. And the destruction that comes is irreversible because they have partnered with the destroyer. We can never expect ourselves to become really wealthy. If we choose alcohol or drugs and 
sell everything in your house, including your spouse and kids, so that you can drink and do drugs. You cannot happen that way, no matter how much you desire. It won't happen that way because you're choosing at that point to choose alcohol over your spouse. You're choosing at that point to choose alcohol over your children. You're choosing at that point to choose drugs over your spouse, over your children. So the choice that you make will determine what you're going to get. You know, you can't go to a clothing store or any store, pick up an item and go to the register and tell them, you can scan this, but I'm going to take some other item and go home. No. Whatever you're buying, that's what you're going to scan and that's what you're going to pay. Why? That's the item you're going to take home with you. The wages of sin is death. And if you give your life over to that, you will reap the results that will come from that. God is so good, he's so kind, and he's so merciful all the time. He will, he will do his best to tell you, don't go that way, don't go that way, don't go that way. From this side. But after hearing that there's a line in the way, we still go. And we get killed by that. And then there'll be a whole community of people who blame the lion for it. No. It's important to blame yourself. When we make evil choices, we will inherit or reap the fruit of those evil choices. We reap what we sow. I've spoken on this many times, but God wants me to say it again, so it's important for us to hear it. We reap what we sow. When God comes and says, you know what, you're already reaping enough. Turn around so that you can start reaping blessings. That means start sowing righteousness. Start following the Lord. Leave the old way. Leave the path of destruction. Turn around so that I can bless you. Turn around so that you can come away from the curse. Turn around so that you can live so that the destroyer won't destroy you anymore. You've been destroyed enough. God will send his messengers and messages to people because of his love. Then there are people who will take that and live. And there are people who will not take that and they will die. So this brings us to our choice. What do we choose every day? Are we choosing life? Or are we choosing death? What are we choosing every day? Are we going to be with God so that we can inherit the blessings of God? Or are we going to give our lives over to Satan so that he can make us his slave and Take even the very little that is left. So it's important, very important as believers to know that our protection comes from God. He loves us. Jesus said this, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, 
How often did I call you? That's a very strong, uh, emotional, um, tears-filled statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, how often did I call you? Like a mother hen would call her baby chicks to come under her wings. How often did I call you? But you did not listen. God is a God of love, a God of compassion. But it's because Jerusalem did not listen. It's because Jerusalem chose the wages of death. It's because Jerusalem chose to kill Jesus Christ. The Lord God who came, those hands that touched people and healed them from leprosy, the very hands that opened blind eyes, the very hands that raised the dead, the very feet that walked for miles, he didn't even sleep properly, he didn't eat properly. He prayed all night for what? For the people. He taught all day and he healed the sick, went from one place to another by foot. For what? So that he can deliver the oppressed, so that he can heal the sick, so that he can tell the people that this is a time where you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. But what did they do? Most of them didn't listen. Listen to whom? The Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man who came to this world and who performed such mighty signs and wonders, such mighty signs and wonders, even when he was taken, betrayed and taken. When the servant of the high priest was there as the enemy of Jesus, Peter cut off his ear and Jesus told Peter, put your sword back where it belongs. He who takes the sword or uses the sword will die by the sword. Don't do that, Peter. And Jesus showed Peter the way of love. And he took that ear and he put it back. Only God can do that. Instantaneously, that ear got attached. That was it. It was completely healed. You know what the guy did? It's not that he said, oh, Lord, you did such a miracle. The story didn't turn out like this. His heart was so grieved and he just fell at his feet and he said, Lord, I experienced your love. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to go against you. And he didn't say, oh, chief priest, I'm not going to do this to Jesus. No. After his ear was healed, he continued to go against Jesus. The very hand that healed him? What does Judas do? For all the love, all the teaching, and all the blessing, and even the call that came to him. In order for Judas to become an apostle, Jesus had to play, Jesus had to pray all night. He gave up his sleep. Such sacrifice. So that Judas can inherit the call of God. But what did Judas do? He betrayed the innocent blood. The very hands that went and healed people without even eating properly and sleeping properly. Praying for these people and pouring out day and night, speaking and healing and healing and healing. The most exhausted person 
The other people, they came, they got the healing and they went. But he was one person healing and healing and praying and healing all day. Sometimes the one angel, the night, sometimes even a few days together. But all that, we had the people receive all that Jesus did for them. The common people heard him gladly. Where did all the common people go? Jesus hung on the cross. Where did his disciples go when Jesus hung on the cross? The very hands that showed compassion and love. Those hands were stretched out. Those cruel nails went in. Imagine the agony of it. Imagine the agony of it. Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. How often did I call you? For what? To bless you. But you wouldn't listen. This is the cry of Jesus. This is the heart of God. Even when someone is going to hell, this is anger of God that comes against the person. You know why? You chose death. I wanted you to live. I poured so much into you. But you chose death. And look, you're going to suffer. This is the heart of God. This is the heart of God. You know, there are some people who get angry over people who did not do what they were supposed to do as a result of that they died. Guess who is suffering? Wife is suffering. Children are suffering. Or husband is suffering. Children are suffering. Or the parents are suffering. The family is angry at that person. It was such a simple thing you could have done. You did not listen. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. As a result of that, look, the family is suffering. God has greater pain than that. When a person willfully rejects after God, warning several times, don't go to the destroyer, he'll destroy you. Don't go to the destroyer, he'll destroy you. Come to me, I'll help you. Come to me, I'll strengthen you. Come to me, I'll feed you. Come to me, I'll prosper you. Come to me, I'll heal you. But there are people who listen, like Mary Magdalene, like John, and like Peter, who came back. But then there are people who Jesus wept over. The people who are going to reap the consequences of their choices they made. We must be people who are wise and you be happy and God will be happy about your wise choices you make. Never think that Satan can give you any kind of pleasure or any kind of joy or any kind of future. You will take the little that you have and disfigure you to the extent that you won't even know who you are, that you won't even know what God did for you. And you'll go into delusion, such a delusion. Irrecoverable delusion. So it's very important to never toy with sin and become presumptuous. Because anytime you become presumptuous, always know that you become a slave of Satan and you become an enemy of God. At that point, you begin to destroy the temple of God, which is not a light thing. So, The heart of God must be understood. 
He is the Lord God of love. He is the Lord God of compassion. He is the Lord God who is generous. And he will cry over you. But after that, for eternity, you'll be crying over yourself. If you don't listen to that. Because on from two sides you will face agony. One is Satan will agonize you. And two is you will have the eternal remorse and regret that when the Lord called and he cried out to you, you did not answer. There are many people in hell who have eternal regrets but they cannot reverse it. There are many people in hell who are crying, hitting their heads and angry over themselves because they did not listen. And Satan will constantly stand next to them and say, you fool, you didn't listen to them. Now you're with me, I will torment you more. It's important to listen to God because he cares about you. It's important to stay on the Lord's side or switch to the Lord's side if you're on the enemy's side. Never go to the enemy's side and say that I'm upset that God did this to me. No. The enemy will make sure he'll destroy you. And if we make the choice, then God will give you over to to your wishes. He'll say, that's what you want? Go. After trying everything, he'll say, go. That won't be it good at all that won't be good a place where there's no grace is the worst place a person can be in because we've heard many uh, scriptures and, and many things I want you to understand the love of God to what extent God loves and because of the love of God when we first Straight the grace of God and the love of God. And crucify Jesus Christ again. Then we will receive the well-deserved fruit from our actions. So think about what Jesus did for you. Think about the suffering he went through for you. And if you are that cruel enough to go back and do the same thing to him. The very same thing that the Jewish people whom Jesus cried over did. And you are going to do the same thing or you're doing the same thing. Then, know that. You will eat the fruit of it. Jesus looked at Judas and he said, Friend, betrayest thou me with a kiss? One of the saddest statements in the Bible. He didn't say, Look how I'm going to torture you and torment you. I'm going to be very happy because you're going to be in hell forever. No. It's the heart of love, but he didn't make use of that love. So even though Jesus said, Friend, That's a very strong statement because he said, you're supposed to be my friend because you're one among the disciples. 
Was das, was du getan After that statement, he reaped what he sowed, Judas. Judas reaped what he sowed. Jesus went his way. He went on to do good. Even to the criminal who was on the cross. Who said, Lord, remember me. Jesus remembered him. That guy who came, who sought salvation from Jesus, he went into heaven. This Judas was with Jesus for three and a half years. He made his choice to partner with Satan. To become a traitor and to crucify Jesus Christ. No believer should become that way. Because the love of God will be there. If you don't make use of it, we'll lose. And before all of heaven, this is very important, I want to finish with this. Before all of heaven, before all of hell, in God's court, the reason why you're going to hell will be played right in front of every single person. And the verdict will be given. Satan will say yes. Yes, he will stand right next to the person. He won't let go of them. If he's not letting go of anybody here, he's not going to let go of the same person who made the choice to be his slave. He's going to let go of his slave once he's dead. Because his whole goal to deceive a person on the face of the earth is to take them to hell. God is very fair. There is this law, the system of God that is understood by heaven and understood by hell. This is why prayer is very important. Fasting prayer is very important. Seeking God is important. Making the right choice is very important. Not listening to the devil is very important. Because when we do certain things, God will not violate his heaven's principles. And Satan knows that very well because that's the legal system. So it's important. We do what we must do so that Satan won't have any hold on our lives. We do what we must do so that you don't have any doors open for the enemy to come in. Steal, kill, and destroy. You do your part. And be on the Lord's side. And God guarantees your protection, your provision. God guarantees your growth. God guarantees your promotion. God guarantees prosperity because all those things are in him because that's who God is his way is the way of life way of blessing way of prosperity way of truth there's no darkness in that path but if we choose the other way 
That's death. That's sorrow. That's torment. That's slavery. That's bondage. That's full of ugliness, misery. And there's death. May God help every single one to understand the core of everything. The heart of this whole topic. God is love. All merciful, all compassionate. We make a choice. You be on the Lord's side, He'll be there for you. You be on the enemy's side, and you become His enemy. Then He will become your enemy because you have chosen to become His enemy. So by your actions, by your daily living, make sure that you don't become like Judas. You don't partner with Satan. That's what Judas did. Having received everything from God, he secretly went, he thought he was doing it behind Jesus' back, but Jesus knew already. He knows God sees everything. He went to the enemies of Jesus and he said, you give me money, I'll hand him over to you. Many people do that today. Many Christians do that today. They say, I get money here, I get favor there, I get this here, I get that here, and my family loves me, people adore me. I'll go with them. I'll do what they say. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. The question is today, how much are you selling Jesus Christ for? What is it? What is it? What are you doing? In what way are you partnering with the kingdom of darkness? Hoping to get something from the dark side? Can anything good come out of Satan? Can anything good come out of Satan? First of all, it's evil to switch sides. After knowing the ways of righteousness, so that actually shows the evil that's in a person's heart. The grace of God comes to say, make sure you don't do what Judas did. Don't switch sides. It won't be well with you. Even the 30 pieces of silver will, will become disgusting to you. That's what happened to Judas. He thought he got some money, but he went and threw that. He couldn't live after that because there's no life in the path of death. There's no life in the path of death. Never switch sides. Till the end, until he came and betrayed Jesus, he acted like he was his disciple. Many Christians are like that. Till the end, they may show themselves like they belong to God. But everything will be exposed. We need to be very careful. Be on the Lord's side. Be on the Lord's side. When you are on the Lord's side, all the blessings that God has for you will become yours. 
when you're not on the Lord's side, then all the curses that Satan has in store will become yours. And this is what God said in Deuteronomy 28. These are two things that are there in front of you. Blessings and curses. You choose which road you want to take. You choose who you want to follow. If you follow God, He's going to love you. He is going to bless you. You're going to be happy. You follow Satan. He's going to deceive you. And he's going to destroy you. So may God help us to understand this and keep this in your hearts. And to always keep it in front of you. Ask yourself this question anytime. You want to do anything wrong, ask yourself this question. So what am I selling Jesus Christ for? Am I a Judas? This question has to be there. Are you a Judas? What are you selling Jesus for? Immorality? Alcohol? Drugs? Lying, stealing, lewdness, perverse talk. What are you selling Jesus Christ for? So Judas, it was 30 pieces of silver. What is it for you? Hope you don't do what Judas did to Jesus. Hope you don't do what Judas did. To Jesus. God is speaking at this hour. Make sure you choose life. Make sure you stay on the path. To life. Any boundary that God has drawn for you. That's your safety zone. Do not cross that. Stay. Within the blessing that God has placed. Then you shall be blessed. Don't try to cross over that. You'll fall into the land of curse. Time is precious. This hour won't be given to you again in your life. We need to know the time that God has given to us now We want to make full use of it. And be like the servant. Did everything that he was told to do and he was happy because he did everything and he was looking for his master because he knows when the master comes he's going to be so happy. And he knows his master so well. If the master is so happy, what the master will do, he knows. You need to know your Jesus. The heart of the Lord Rejoices over you. He will shower all kinds of blessings upon those whom he loves. Make sure you are faithful to him. Make sure that Jesus 
doesn't cry over you like he did over Jerusalem because it won't be good for you. He cried and he went, but that cry is not good. Grieving the Lord is not good. If he grieves, that means the consequences are going to be terrible. We're that foolish to reap the consequences that are waiting. No, no, no. No. God says today's the day. Today's the day. Hark into the voice of the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I'm going to completely turn around. I want to completely turn around. Whatever way you might have given yourself over to the enemy. You can say, oh, 90% to God and 10% to the enemy. You can't do that. You can't do that. Will you eat a slice of bread that is half moldy? Say that half is good, I'll eat the other half. No. No. Will you take a a glass of water, half clean and half filthy, and say, I can drink it? No. You can't present yourself partially unholy and say, this is acceptable to God. It won't work that way. We're in or out. Out is the worst place to be in. So never say that, oh, in is hard, so I'll be out. If you're out, make sure. Know this for sure. Satan will destroy you and take away even the very last bit of thing you have and disfigure you. And you live a life full of regrets forever and ever and ever. Well, you can never fix what you did. Now you can. Later you can't. Now you can. Later you can't. It's a place where you can never come back from. It's a place where you can never run away from your sins. It'll be always before you. Everything that you did will always be before you to haunt you day and night, day and night, day and night. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is speaking to our hearts today. Take this walk with the living God very seriously. Because your today and your tomorrow depends on it. Because He's such a loving God. And it'll be so cruel for you to crucify Him again. You have to be really someone so wicked to do that. That deserves the punishment that fits for the wicked, that'll fit the wicked. God is speaking to our hearts today. Ask the Lord for His forgiveness. Let the Lord cleanse your heart. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm forsaking my foolish ways. I want to switch sides today. I want to switch sides today. 
want to switch sides today. I'm moving from the camp of darkness to the land of the living, the land of light. Take a few minutes in the presence of God. Whatever needs to depart from your life, let it depart from your life. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Bring out everything. Bring out everything. Bring out everything that is unclean. Bring out everything. Bring out everything. Bring out everything that is unclean. Tell the Lord, Oh Lord, take everything out of me as I bring it out. You need to do what you have to do. And then God will do the rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for what you have given to your people this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, your mercies are new every morning. I thank you for this morning's mercies. Cover your people with your precious blood. Lord, let the hand of the living God rest upon them this morning. Every bondage and every lie of the enemy be broken in Jesus' name. Set your people free, Lord. Each and every single one may have a renewed commitment before God Almighty. Each and every single one. Lord, may look into their own lives and see the areas that have been given over to the enemy. Lord, I pray, let them take possession of those areas and bring them under the domination of the living God so that they may live. Thank you, Lord. Let there be a cleansing taking place at this hour. A deeper work of the Holy Spirit, let it take place at this hour in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father, for this time that you gave to us this morning. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you have done for us. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we are so glad that you are coming back for us. We're so glad that we will live with you forevermore. We're so glad that we can live with you now. What a privilege, Lord. I thank you. I pray that you will continue to work in the hearts of your people. That no one become like Judas, Lord, here. Oh, Lord, I pray that you will prepare our people ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every heart may become sincere all the time. Let no slothfulness, let no hypocrisy be found in anyone, Father. Let no one trample the blood of the Son of God 
to crucify the Son of God again. Let no one frustrate the grace of God. Let no one partner with the enemy. Let no one sell the living God and the great salvation that God has given to them in exchange for anything that Satan would offer to them. May your people be wise, Lord, I pray. Let no foolishness come near them, Father. May they not give themselves over to any kind of foolishness, I pray. May they guard their hearts day and night and live in the freedom that you have purchased for them, Father. They may rejoice in you always, as your word says. In every situation, may they understand that you've called them to overcome, to be above and not beneath, to be the head and not the tail. May people be found in the land of the blessing. May they be found in the land of the blessed. May they inherit every blessing that you have for them. May people be found, may they be found in the land of blessing and in the land of the blessed. They may inherit every blessing that you have for them, Father. I thank you, Lord. With this blessing I bless your people with. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now, not until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.